Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more.
get the way I fit it. Yep. The front's crowded, so we had to do the back door. Brooklyn in this bitch, so close, we bought a hundred deep. It's peace and love, but don't forget, ain't shit sweet. Rolling with some OGs, rolls from the police. Sisters shot me out in the spot, yeah, they know me. Hennessy, chuck it, two tears in the bucket, fuck it. Hate it or love it, it knocks, so you gotta bump it. I bleach the illness, check the DNA, no bullshit. From kings and queens, I'm sick to reign supreme. I've been the fiend with notorious dreams. On the block, scheming on the vision, so what I've seen. All hands high, cause now we getting lifted. Feeling nostalgic, I had to ask, can I kick it? Let me put you on, fresh as day one I was born. No baby wipes, not tonight, because I heard you want that new shit. The face numb, head nodding, work the blue shot. The hump up, goose book, I wanna feel shot. so sick, need a fixture, that's the blue shot. They wanna kill shit, but we want that real shot. The face numb, head nodding, work the blue shot. The hump up, goose book, I wanna feel shot. I've been standing here for three hours, it's so hot. I wish I could have taken three showers. This girl in the front got a mean frown when the DJ plays the beats now. The sound seems loud and I agree. However, I paid a lot of great dollars to see. Mommy hit the stage and bring it down. Damn it, my drink is out. I got to be up at the bar plus the bar. Tension lurking with me on tipsy. And the alcohol is working in me. I got to chill so I won't be tripping. With all this liquor in my system, still I feel I got my rhythm. I'm snapping all off beat until my man's caught me. Tweeted in, Instagram me, put me on beam. That's like going on blast. I wish on me went first instead of going on last. Finally, the host said they got to go in. I got my record filled up. The sun is blowing in the wind. The fish now I'm heading out and work the blue shot. The hump up goose book, I wanna feel shot. Man, when you in the streets, you fit the description. When you on the beach, you don't. How's that work, man? Oh, you wanna see my rap sheet? Oh, you wanna see my rap sheet? Put your question in my rap sheet. Matter of fact, holla at him, Pat P. They don't want it, they don't want it, they ain't trying to get their flow stunted. So 100, even when cats get go from front, and they ain't saying nothing. They pray the day my delay is coming. Too many layers, but I'm saying grace in this cake, I'm cutting. Man, it's something. That change when they feel their lanes disrupted. Things ain't the same, they claim lane when the content ain't destructive. Bubble in the club, ain't nothing. No bottle popping, guns busting, riding bezels, or jumping fences when the feds watch. Listen, how to move from a mind with no options Or spit the lines of false prophets Who wanted to find with hip hop is nonsense None of these busters out here lining my pockets Who could ever check my rhymes or confine all my topics Stop it Do they say that maybe try different octaves And Hezekiah or Kurt But my verse will show them who got it The money don't move me cooking less with the groupies Me and me amigos got queens Far beyond band of bougie is perfect AJ fast the rock I show them what's cooking Lay the smack down on you clowns Want to go round for round Ain't a battle rap or backpack or far from a trapper These actors neglect integrity as a respectable Factor. When you listen, every ball written be what my heart's spinning. Only ghost rider I know is a PBS show. What these cats will do for the dope, man, I just don't know. But these quotes in my line of notes like making diamonds for gold. You need different ID when you're walking through the streets, so it's no different when you're talking on the beats. When you see that bright light, don't fight it, try to flee. Okay, son, let me see some ID. Walk from back of the bodega, caught me back of sour D's. In a pack of now laters. Stepped off the store, I see Jacob. Had to think in a hurry, so I walked past my foreign. In the opposite direction, I'm already lit. Now I'm on the way to Rabbit, and all the way to stressing. What did they stop me at? Check the weapons. Hand in the whip. 
blend on. Incognito, peripheral, they making a U-turn. So I walk a little faster. Only got an eighth on me. Real criminals, they should be at the peak. Already out of place. Wish I could see my face. Trying to outwalk Jake. Can't help but to shine. I thought to myself, no less your dress. Code is always on fresh. Yes. My stains paint the most cuticles. Vocal sing hardly paint the most beautiful. Bloodline on get this subconscious shape shifting. Now I'm a shade bright, lighting and play Griffin. You already, my strong arm more straight than I'm steady. I'm strutting faster, oh well, they're still behind me. So now it's a cheat, no need to stop the ID. You need proof of ID when you're walking through the streets, so it's no different when you're talking on the beast. When you see that bright light, don't fight or try to flee. Okay, son, let me see some ID. Man, they rolled up as if I'd have a thug like a vote. I'm still huh? seeing white from the floodlight of soap. Uh, I was only five steps, maybe seven from my home. Yeah. Voice on the megaphone, so yeah. condemning in its own like Mighty late for you to be out. So since you weren't smart enough to reroute, then pull that ID out. I'm on a pick, I'm out of my business. And thought if they beat me, all these people gonna climb the eyewitness. So I did it, they ran it, they busted out of laughter. Uh, Ass kind of bad, but where'd you get this manufactured? Says the share of rapper, where's your cars, where's your jewels? So rappers nowadays are getting scholarships to school. More disbelief, something that they double, triple checking. A Southeast dude without a blemish in his record. Stop playing, no possessions, no concealer, deadly weapons. Your pop Jay walked and nearly got himself a you're uninterested, no trouble. But backtrack, Mr. Backpack, I'm kind of puzzled. Cause don't you rappers battle for some meaning to your rest? But you uh. don't even have a battery of misdemeanor threats. And from these rap sheets, it seems you got a lot of flows. No. But what about the open mics? Need some more shows? Show. Some underworld seems your attitude is too delightful. We won't even write a sight you. But I'm like, boy. My history of crime make the same uh, ass. with a claim of a rain like Hussein had. Yeah. But the places where the people came is plain mad cheers for the bars where nobody knew my name at. I might be the model for what witnesses. I might. But the game is much bigger than appearances. So next time you need to check it, I don't need to show you ID when you can see me in the rack. You need proof of ID when you're walking through the streets, so it's no different when you're talking on the beast. When you see that bright light, don't fight it, try to flee. Okay, son, let me see some ID. What's up, what's up, what's, what's up, people? Up, what's Another up? Saturday hey. afternoon. This is Soundbites Radio on WVMR. We nah. all the way live. Black consciousness is the claim. One world is the aim. One love to all y'all out there. Shout out to, you know, MTA always doing this thing, you know. You know what it is. All in upper, you know, we got a special guest DJ up in here, DJ Zillow Ray, who came by a couple weeks ago to give us some musical vibes. So she's going to be swinging through in a bit. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I said, MTA be doing what it be doing. So it's all good. It's all good. We here. We here. <laughs> we in here. Full of love. You know, we're going through some technicals, trying to work the Facebook page. But in the meantime, we here. Uh, this is Soundbites Radio with Nefera and your boy Hesir, a.k.a. Path P. Ashay. To bring the vibes, you know, elevate the vibes as much as possible with every broadcast, um, you know, discussing topics on um, not only what's going on in the black community, but how we can, you know, know, break down, deconstruct and reconstruct and reprogram for a better world, better society. Yes, indeed. For our community. Yes. Is that right? That's right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate everybody coming in. Peace and blessings. Shout out to everybody. Uh, Shouts out to everybody coming in. Listen, invite a friend. Um, Invite a friend. Tune in. Share the Facebook Live. Yeah. Please. We're on uh, Nefri K. Paula's page right now. We're trying to work out the technicals with the Facebook page. But just join us there. Um, But really join us on WVMRadio.net. 
to view the the Ustream and the podcast. Yes. Also, we got the the Instagram popping finally. Boom. So, probably next Instagram. Week, Instagram, right? We can get we can go live on Instagram too. Yes. Um. So we're gonna go live on that now, but join us live there as well. Um. We also on Periscope, so uh, tune in for that pretty soon. We all over the we're all over the, the broadcast. We trying to get the message out. We just trying to get the message out. Trying to be with the folks, yeah, trying to support the fam, the Earth's family. Not out for suppression and, um, of the message. Yeah. So what is this? Trying to do as much as we can to yes, spread right. the word and have the conversations going and right. provide some support for um, us, the general John and Jane Q public out here trying to right. you know, stand for a world that's different. Yeah, um, right, okay. Check my <laughs> And, and getting more into uh, a more equitable space. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's all to the good. Um, yeah. My live video. Thank you. Okay, coming in. Okay, leaning against the water bottle action. Boom, boom, boom. Let's do that, dear. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. Soundbites Radio. Soundbites with a Y Radio. We on Soundbites. So we just got we just got it popping this morning. So Ow. follow that now. We on there too, live and direct for at least twenty. You might want to. I don't know. Let me see if it does it. Does it rotate? Let me see. Nope. Still <laughs> 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 over there. Okay. Yeah, that worked. Okay. Some some yeah. some some vibrations and whatnot. Vibes. Some connections. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it's sound bites. We here. We in the um, space. What's going on, Afro? We got going for people. Yeah, so I like to get grounded, you know, and my purpose and all that. You know, the sound yes, bites. Yes, where yes, we stand yes. for a world that's spiritually connected, inclusive, living in love, joy, harmony, and abundance. Now, and I am Neferah to Matira, your sacred lotus blossom of love, joy, justice, balance, harmony, Boom. and equity. And unto Ra, I give my heart. So, um, I really want to like feature you for like a five, five minutes because you got some big going on this week. Um. Oh. Yes, to get our voters to get to voting. Vote, vote, vote. Okay, so yeah, we're going to get on the indie promotion real quick <laughs> before we get to the topic at hand. So, yes, yeah, so I'm, um, like I said, I go by Path P, I'm an independent artist. Um, currently in the running for Grammy consideration. Ashe, artists, all yes. these different things. Blessings, blessings, blessings unto God and, uh, you know, for all the blessings every day. And, um, yeah, so I'm doing this contest. Uh, yeah, you've seen the links. Vote. Yeah, if you've been on our page, you've seen the links. Vote, 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 vote. Invite for a Just friend. Blaze, right, for Just Blaze contest. Yes. Um, I wrote a song featuring a Just Blaze beat. Yeah. And um, in an opportunity to, you know, to perform and make things yeah. happen on a bigger scale. You know what I mean? So vote on Twitter. Uh, you can follow my Twitter at Path P Music. Um, the links Path are all P over Music. that bad boy. All over the so place. So just check it out. You'll see me in my crown. All right, coming through. Shout out to Rhyme Stars. OD um, King Just Blaze, of course. Um, A3C Music Festival. And, of course, the sponsor, Blue Microphones. I uh, For making this dope, this dope, dope, dope contest Boom. happen. So vote for me. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a vote well, well worth voting for. Unlike, you know, what happened in November. It's all good. So yeah. vote for me until Halloween. Every single day, daily votes. Every vote counts. You, all you need is a Twitter account. You make one vote a day. And um, invite friends. Invite friends that Sharing, have Twitter yeah. to vote. And that'll be a huge ting. Big ting. Big man. You don't know. You don't know. 
Ashe is celebrating oh, you yes, for yes, that. I'm so excited that, about that. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. Legend, um, just please. And you know, all of these things are in support of creating an opportunity to have a bigger conversation. Right. Um, you know, you know, my personally, I, I'm not personally in a space for like I'm just trying to gain for myself. Like right. I just want to get this platform. I want to do this. I want to do that so that I can feature myself so that I can somehow awaken some value and worthiness in myself. Mm-hmm. That's not why I'm doing this. Right. I was born very much worthy. The fact that I'm here with you live on Instagram with Hasir on Facebook in and of itself here with me people is a miracle the fact that I'm here with you is is the miracle that is the miracle right trust trust indeed a testament to your journey like like seriously like you know I made a post yesterday about you know you know no matter how big your car is or how big your house is all of our graves are the same okay same size box I personally probably you know I'm not gonna have a grave right (laughs) you know what I mean so I'm like don't even waste no money buying a hole in the ground for me <laughs> you know what i'm saying like forget all of that i pay rent mortgage what have you my whole life like no right. done 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 and done done right so but that's just my place but if life is set up that way then you might as well ride this thing to the wheels fall off mm-hmm. i'm just saying yeah. you know um something came up recently i was looking online and i wanted to like <laughs> it just took me by surprise that, you know, I happen to, you know, Tim Wise and I, you know, I, I always feature his books, but just to dive into, you know, the topic and the subject at hand, you know, I really sit inside of a world that is inclusive, you know, and that is our premise so that people get to reconnect in a way that will have them be intimately connected to the person beside them outside of it being um, a conversation of what's in it for me. You know, I I realize that our fundamental practice as people is selfishness in this culture that we have created. And the things that, 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 you know, which is why I try to like initially like set the context for what culture is. Because we all have these boxes that we file ourselves in. All of these boxes that were created in society so that someone can say, well, this is your type and this is the kind of person you are and this is where you should sit and stay. There's a number of things that we do in our lives that allows us to elevate and grow. And our learning is a huge portion of that. So when you're talking about culture, you're talking about the things that go into culture. Because listen, people, white and black is not something you knew about when you got out the womb. Right. You came straight out the womb and you knew you was black like you didn't know that you were black. Like you didn't know that you were, you know, you had a white cultural experience. So this is why I say a cultural experience, which can be a number of different types of cultural experiences. Blessings, God, Mother. I see you out there. Blessings, Audrey. I appreciate you guys for coming in. Please share the link. Yes, please. Um, and continue to have the conversation. Share the link, share the vibes. Share the vibes. So, like, initially, you come into the world with, you know, you're not veiled. You're completely innocent and you're in a space of connection. However, you then live in a cultural experience that starts to drop these veils across you and create all of these barriers and bars against you moving and expanding yourself, right? And the thing about it is most of us just fall into the place and people look at me crazy like, I said, listen, most people just do what they're told to do. Most people don't tend to do anything beyond the space that they were given. This is what you were given. This was your religion because your parents had it, so they gave it to you. This is the profession that I want you to move in. And you picked some profession, what was given to you, in the space that was given to you because this is what was told to you, that this is going to help you make money. Because your fundamental practice in the world that you were born into is to educate yourself 
get a job and make money so that you can live right this is what you were told this is what you were told this is what you did and this is what most people do right but if we step outside of that being your own story um and then everything that you do in life supports that end all the leverage the network the relationships the the colleges the the, the alumni all of these different things that you do the affiliations all of those things support you just going to education getting the job paying the bills so that you can live or however you choose to live whatever degree because of another box or whatever classification or social standing that you happen to arrive in during your journey across this life so that's where you end up so i fell into this this link um, with Tim Wise, and I found it very interesting that cultural experience has a lot to do with how we as a people arrive in the space. Yeah. Um, and this young man makes this post, um, and he pretty much is like, you know, well, you know, you people of color need to stop telling, need to stop calling everyone, every Trump supporter, a racist. Or every white person. Every racist. white person, every white young. person, or every Trump voter, a racist. His his he sticks his fork in the fact that. All white people of color are not racist. That's what he said. You know, and and, and hear you, the, 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 the term people of color, that's something else to beef about. We're not black. We're not colored. We're not Negroes. We're not like Africans. We're not African-Americans. Like, whatever. You know, at this point, you know, people are people. And I'm not like into the classification thing because I'm, I don't stand for anything that creates division. So I only stand for the things that allow you to see each other. Namaste is the only thing that matters. That's it. Right? I keep it real simple. I don't make it complicated for anyone. Like, so in defragmenting some of these things, this gentleman who is a person of color is, makes this comment. And he's in a forum where, and I, I'm clear that people of color need to do their healing and do their support work and trauma healing. People who have had a white cultural experience need to do their trauma healing and educate themselves. And then we need to somewhere meet in the middle there after that or during that process, however that works. But there needs to be separate spaces because the experiences that we've had as a people are different. And the narrative that supports the experiences that we have had in the bigger landscapes are different. So there's a need for separate healing. Period. You can agree or disagree with that, but that's my position. And I'm going to stick with that. And I have a reason, many reasons behind that. Okay. Um, and then, pardon as you said, there's degrees to healing. There are the different degrees. People of color who have had a black cultural experience or other people of color. And, and there's also another narrative in that same post that using the, the term people of color takes the sting off of talking about the black experience in America. Oh, I do all of that. I talk about the black experience in America. I talk about people of color. Because people of color speaks to every person that has crossed the spectrum that is non-white. Essentially. And in one way or another, they deal with a certain cultural experience being persons of color under an umbrella of this white cultural experience or, this, you know, in the the, the depths deeper of the, you know, the white supremacist mindset, the patriarchal mindset, all the different yes. things, institutionalized racism in America and even in other parts of the, of, of the, of world, the world as well. It's, it's, it's not, you know, this is shit that still happens in like Tunisia and other North African right. countries. So this, this it is essentially global. So yeah, there are there are different levels of dealing with this when you look at the black cultural experience versus people of color versus non you know versus white people, you know all these different things, um, in one point or another in time deserve their attention in some way for healing, um, 
Right. But it's also getting clear on the depths of the healing that does need to take place right. in the black community first. You know, I'm for, and I say first because as a biased opinion, right. as a black man in America, because you know we there's there's a lot of shit we, that we get to unpack. Well, these things happen simultaneously. I don't mean scared. like separate and apart, but one and two. Right. Like separately, for me, my first objective is to heal as a person of color, right. as a black person exactly. in the American experience. Right. Right. If I'm not and, healed, then how can right. I heal the rest of the situation or be a part of that other, right. other healing? You know, externally. A conversation, which right. you know, I feel like you know, I've kind of transferred. We we've kind of moved through that space of. All the gray areas, kind of like, you know, and we right. put our fork in a place, in a space, and this is why we come to you in the sound bites, because we, like, transferred past that space of, okay, so I've come clear with the experience that I've had as an American African, and, you know, and, and that's just a classification that, like I said, everybody feels like they need one to identify themselves. I'm here. This is the earth. This is the mother earth, and I'm a part of the earth's family, and so is everyone else. And all of these things that create division, we get to either shizzle those things away and be with our cultural experience right. as a humanity, or we can continue to create the confusion that has created so much divisiveness. Right. And unfortunately, the decline of the humanity of humanity is occurring because of it. Okay, yeah. Deraja. What's up, Deraja? We see you. We see you, babe. Like right. it's that it's that space, right. you know. And and so so those people of color conversation came out of this thread. From the young man who, I don't know if he was a young man, but I'm just going to say he's a young man, who made this comment that all white people and all Trump supporters are not racist. And people of color need to stop saying that. And then here comes a woman who's had a white cultural experience, and she clearly states in her post that I am white. And I'm here to tell you that you this is not even about Trump supporters. This is about white people, period. This is this white woman now. She's speaking for white people. She's standing in the balance of a white person having understood her white cultural experience mm. through her life, through her eyes and her yes. lenses. And this is what she offered. She said, I'm a white person. And I can tell you that all white people, whether they are benoats or unbeknownst to themselves, they are racist to a degree. Simply because they've lived a perspective in a system that benefits them and disadvantages others. And then some of them are willfully willing to sit with that being their reality. And they refuse any other reality. Why? Because they believe that if equity shows up, this is in their minds. This is a white person's consciousness. She's expressing herself. And she said, in white people's minds, they believe that equity looks like them losing something. She she doesn't understand. She says that white people, it's not like being clear that an equitable society would be just everybody having enough. Right. She said, that's not a consciousness for white people. White people's consciousness is why they may not overtly be racist towards you directly. But she said, hey, we've all lived a racist experience because the system is built in a way that favors people who have had a white cultural experience. And there are many things that come out of that consciousness that are factually racist. And she said, guess what? I wasn't always an open person. I wasn't always an advocate of equity. She said, I was raised in this system as well. And you know something? That's a place to be. Because yes, while white people who have had a cultural ex- white cultural experience, right, may not necessarily know that they are racist, they're not going to run around. I've never had an experience, you know. I had some name calling, but like I don't consider that like you know, on, on the scale of like one to ten, that's like a point zero five in terms of a racial experience, a racist racial experience or an encounter, man on man combat. Right. Racism is institutional, and I have experienced white supremacy a white supremacist structural system institutionalized in a way 
that is like oppressive. I've experienced that. And most people of color, if they're clear about it, if they see the world, they've experienced it as well. The fact that I can look on the news, even if I personally grew up in the valley in California somewhere around all these white folks, and I'm just like, ho-hum, and everything is beautiful and amazing, I can look on the TV and see Michael Brown getting shot by police, broad daylight in a white t-shirt. I got a problem with that. That affects me. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, that's a testament to humanity and empathic nature. It has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with any of these other external factors or aesthetics. This is about how you relate to other human beings. And and then and then the, the the continuity or the consistency of these happenings being around these 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 other individuals, meaning black people, people of color, what have you, and the drawing of the pattern, like clearly there's a pattern. Like even if you, like you said, even if you were in a, a black person in this separate equation of looking of someone like outside looking in, right? If you're looking in, and more often than not, the vision of seeing people that look like you or of a similar persuasion as you. Right. If that's what you're seeing, and that's a pattern being drawn, then you want to be with that. You, yeah, you're gonna be with that, or you, or not like your humanity. Your humanity is gonna be called for right, exactly, exactly, or not, right? Yet, because right. there are many people of color who choose to opt out, who choose opt to opt out. Like that's their experience because it's a disruption to whatever. To the, it's a sense of cognitive dissonance. Exactly. And then there's another comment on this same thread where a white man shows up and says, "Well, that was cute." <laughs> <laughs> like I hear you And all those nice teas And whatnot and whatnot. Right. Like I'm not here for that yeah. He said let me tell you something He talked to the lady Who made the first comment I believe her name was Judith And he says Judith You know what You have the heart of gold Because I don't have the patience This is a white male White male Shout out to Judith May look like You know Middle America Which you want to go If you want to go by the aesthetic You know His profile picture Appeared to be like that Quintessential white male experience Right And he says Listen I ain't got time for it He's woke But he's like I'm not down with this Willful ignorance These people are willfully Pridefully ignorant He said I don't have the patience To be trying to train them Because Judith (laughs) ended out Her comment And she was like I don't allow racism To be spoken in my presence By anybody related to me By family Friends Co-workers and colleagues And I attach And I deal with it On guard Like she's armed and ready Right and I can really support that sister because she's being about that life, which is why, you know, I have the relationship that I have, like, in my mind, like, the way I'm connected to Tim Wise's work. Because as a white male, mm-hmm. he's a white male, but he's, first of all, he's Jewish, mm-hmm. right? His heritage is Jewish, and, but he also has privilege of being white-skinned. So he has access to white spaces. He's chosen to be an advocate for, equ- for an equitable society mm-hmm. in a place where he didn't have to choose this life. Didn't have to. This is some rough shit. This is some rough work. And interestingly enough, acclimating to it by changing his name. Change his name. Change his name for a more. Well, his I grandfather guess. changed their name during the early 1920s because okay. of the, the migration. So it was so that they could assimilate because Jews in America used to get like heck at the 1.2. Like they were getting the short end of the stick at a point. And as a testament to, like, even what we saw in the Marshall movie, what, you know, what the the quote from the, the director saying that there, there was more of that alliance back during that yes. time between the Jewish community is now. and the black community. But yeah, it's, and it's more frayed. It has, it has it drastically was, yeah. changed. It's frayed. And, and, and the Marshall's movie, they actually speak to the, the alliance between Jewish Americans yeah. and black Americans. They were a lot tighter back in those days. You know, yeah. you speaking from the 30s to the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You know, socially, they were a lot tighter because of their sense of camaraderie. They were having a similar experiences. Right, right, right. Um, but what was systemic about the way that they were learning and dealing with their lives is they, as a community, 
But while they were friendly with American blacks, mm. you're still outside of their circle. Right. And in terms of their people, which is their first commitment, which I often use the Jewish community as an example of what it looks like to recover from a trauma. Yep. And that, you know, we, we understand the Holocaust, but the Jewish community had, had trauma before that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to compare because that, that also happens a lot yeah. where they compare the Jewish community's cultural trauma because the Holocaust was a cultural trauma. Just like Ma'afa, the transatlantic slave trade, and the sub-Saharan the slave, slave, trade. slave trade, which nobody ever the, the, talks the barely about. barely ever talked about. When. <laughs> okay. When, like, in the sub-Saharan slave trade, like, the East Indians were coming to Africa, cutting, castrating black men, taking them to India so that they could be Enoch's. So that we was clear that you guys are not going to dilute. There's not going to be an opportunity for y'all to sleep with our women. For y'all to rape our women. For y'all to procreate and mix y'all's DNA with ours. Period. Because we're cutting off the penises. And they call them Enochs. Okay? And they use the women as, you know, betters. Or, you know, whatever, bed warmers or what have you. So, but no one ever talks about those. But that's a cultural trauma. Outside of that... This group of people have managed to move in a unified space, which is somewhat is, is somewhat is majorly impacted by pieces, persons of color. Because, see, as a person who has had a Jewish heritage, there's one thing that, unifi- that unifies you, right? That Jewish heritage. Whether you practice, whether you go to synagogue or not, that's where you are, period, Right? So I'm going to try to round robin and get back to this young man, this other young man, who says that he doesn't have the patience to be running around here teaching other white folks who are pridefully and willfully ignorant. He was like, good luck with that, Judith. I ain't ain't here for that. (laughs) I'm not here for that foolishness. These fools, he's like, you know how I hear some black folks saying, I can't be fighting for black folks. Black folks are a hot mess. I don't want to be bothered. It's too much work. (laughs) <laughs> be clear, there's apparently white people having the same conversation about, about other, other, white people. other white people. Like, I'm just tired of their freaking foolishness behinds. I'm just tired of them. They're annoying. They're not here for that. They got a nerve to be ignorant as all get out and they happy about it. So I ain't got time for them. But you know what? <laughs> I can respect the brother for his authenticity, but that's yeah. not what's going to change the world. We got to deal with it. Ignorance itself has no color, and neither does the intolerance of ignorance oh, as well. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. He was like, look, I ain't here <laughs> for none of that. Right. Like, thank you, and good luck for y'all. And y'all want a kumbaya moment and whatnot. Nah. But I'm not here for these ignorant white folks. And that stubbornness, he said, he said, willful, prideful, ignorance, and stubbornness. Okay, he knew. Like, he was like, like boom, 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 boom. And you know why I have to bring this into the space? Because... White folks are having this conversation within themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not having this conversation with you. <coughs> I beg your pardon. One of them says the niceties are one thing. They're smiling and they're happy and they're joyful. and They're looking at you and they're like my black friends and da 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 et cetera, et cetera. However, the deep and depth of it all, if you can get just below the epidermis, like below the top surface, you can get down to something. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's going to be the fact that ultimately white people believe that if you are equitable to them, if you're standing side by side for them, somehow they are losing something. Mm-hmm. And the biggest fear, the biggest fear that was mentioned in the same thread was white folks believe themselves to be treated badly. 
if an equitable society came where black people had as much power as white people, they believe that we're going to treat them bad. Even when Obama was in office, they said that. That sounds more like guilty conscience than anything. Yeah, it just sounds like it to me. <laughs> That's all that sounds it sounds like. like an inadvertent because sense of the awareness. Whole idea that because like that mindset, it just defeats the purpose of the idea of equity in the first place. That of someone wants to equity. You, you the oppressed if I, if, wants if to become the if oppressor. You, if you're having the same things I have, then I will have nothing. How? How sway? But what? But, <laughs> so that's the scarcity mentality right. that we're going to somehow run out there. That's not enough. But the biggest issue with them is we're going to somehow try to get back at them for the stuff that's been done to us. We don't even care about that. If, if that was the case, that's for as long believe. as we've been trying to just be in the space, no. Really, so that's a, a lot, conversation. A lot of it is re is if any retaliation is direct is the d- d- direct hurt. There's already been like years and years of like, oh it's all right, you know even a slap on the back, but it's, oh it's all right, you know it's like, and, and we accept that and we forgive, and we do all these things. There's already been the conditioning programming for so long to be conditionally forgiving, and conditionally to be like, all right, well as long as you you cool, then I'm cool. There once it becomes to a place when we're actually like. It, Equitable, equitable living is there that's what will exist and because that's what our, our upbringing is. that's what our genealogy is hi beloved <laughs> she said she was wondering yeah. what it was um I'm really like this is what a, the village is you know but see listen there's something to understand this is a consciousness that has never been introduced to the space like think about it like when you're talking about you want to consider human behavior and culturing human behavior. An equitable society has never been introduced to a space never. because no one has ever taken responsibility for what has occurred. It's been explained. You've had like senators and like mayors and a president here and there who mentions, because we'll talk about Thomas Jefferson who mentioned it at one point. However, no one is actually talking about the atrocity that was the transatlantic slave trade. And the cusp of what that actually meant. The reality of it is, as I explained to you all before, we've talked about this before, slavery wasn't supposed to have like an end. That was supposed to go on forever and ever, amen. Like the way the society was structured, the way the legality was structured, the way the, 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 the systems that support this society, people of color, black people specifically, were always on the outer fringes. It was never intended for you to be a contributor, a participate, participant of this cultural experience, this American cultural experience. This was supposed to be the white utopia. This was set up where those whites who rejected European monarchy was leaving part of it. They were coming over here to establish a world where initially they were supposed to have been bringing back goods to Europe. Excuse me, and discovering new lands and and extending Europe's footprint around the world, its rule around the world. Remember, the Constitution um, was 1776. So America was trying to get its independence from Europe. Like, you want to be clear about this, and that's part of what we're going to talk about a little bit, is this book called Lies My Teacher Told Me. Classic reading. reading. If you are any, if you are an ounce of of consider yourself to trying to be woke, you want to really take a look at this book. 
You want to really get a piece of that. I chew through these books. Like, I read these books, and I, like, I write notes all up in my margins, diagrams, notes. I take all kinds of mental. It's so important to ingest good information so that you could start to defragment what has happened to you. What Judith said was, she's a white, she was a white supremacist by, you know, by definition. She was a racist. She said, I was a racist because I was raised with a racist mentality. I didn't have anything to do with that. Deraja says she overheard about this book. Let me tell you something. Okay. You don't want to overhear about this book. You want to get this book want, in your hand. Okay, yeah, you I think I paid $13 for this book from Amazon. $13. I might have read this book about, I don't know, maybe seven, Deraja, eight years ago. Access, so. Seven or eight years ago. Deraja, you got access. And you know who wrote the foreword for this? Every teacher, every student of history, every citizen should read this book. And that was Howard Zinn. And see, another book that I also would, 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 from Howard Zinn, is A People's History of the United States. Mm. You know, Howard Zinn, you know, another one of our esteemed scholars, um, he passed away about two, three, three years ago. Um, but he wrote a book called, uh, You Want to Borrow It? No, sorry, dear, I don't want books. You can, come, you can, come you read, can read it, it at the house. <laughs> you can read it. You can read it at the house. Like, I'm so sick of getting, <laughs> losing my books, loaning my books out, <laughs> and I lose all my notes and all of that stuff that I've written. It's, it's important, uh, you know, keeping your books, you know. Um, you want to get in touch with this book. Every citizen, every student, every teacher should read this book. It's unfortunate that they haven't because this book, it opens your eyes to a reality. And I'm going to read one clause in here for you guys. <clears throat> Just one little clause. I'm not going to go too deep into it. But here it is. Thomas Jefferson. He says, surely had it right when he urged the teaching of political history so that Americans might learn how to judge themselves and what will secure or endanger their freedom. Citizens who are their own historians, willing to identify lies and distortions and able to use resources to determine what really went on in the past become a formidable force for a democracy. This is Thomas Jefferson. He was a president. I'm just going to leave it right there. And the reason being is because, hi, Sharon, how you doing, hon? Um, and the reason being is because <clears throat> unless you know your history, which is the African tradition of Sankofa, look back. Yeah, go back and get it. Go back and get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You got to go back and get the truth. How are people going to know how to fix a problem that they don't know exists? <clears throat> so denying slavery, right? Denying the fact that it was literally a... Con you know why? They're coming to exploit other groups of people. And other groups of people, persons of color, have consistently been exploited in a similar manner. And dehumanized similarly but not completely. See, people of color who come through the immigration, you know, this whole fight that we're having right now with deportation, you're deport be deporting families... Right, and then the bigger conversation is drain on the infrastructure. This is white Americans and their fear that they're going to become outnumbered. And if you're not going to participate with the evolution of humanity, then they believe that by virtue of numbers, they'll just be outnumbered. And they'll be forced to have to participate against their will, which unfortunately, as we know, will lie mutiny. 
eventually they'll just go underground with their racism <laughs> and then show up and it'd be a problem. Why does that have to be the reality? Self-imposed mental imprisonment. Like, oh, yes. That? Which is what the brother, the brother said. Listen, they're ign- willful ignorance, stubbornness, and I don't have the patience for it. But again, this is a man. This is also the dynamics of male and females. Because the woman is willing to teach and support. The man is like, listen, I'm not for this. So what I'd rather do is just knock him upside the head. I'm just saying. I'm just adding a little something to the back end. You know, with the aggression. Like, <laughs> these fools. Ain't nobody got time for these fools. We're going to knock them over the head. Throw them in a the ditch. Leave them there. Done, done, and done. Right. Because they're a disruption for, you know, positive movement and encouragement and, 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 and growing the space. I want to... um. I don't know if it's delving away, but either way, it's all in the conversation. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw the, the thing about the the girl. She's an actress, I guess. I don't know what show she's on. We don't watch TV. But she had the Halloween costume. And um, people were saying she was uh, culturally appropriating or wearing, no, wearing blackface. And um, she got reamed out for it to the point where she had to apologize on a public you know, forum about it. Now, here's the kicker about the whole situation. She was wearing a demon outfit. Of literally all black, like the color like black, the color black, right? So she had black paint all over her body in a demon outfit, and was literally posing like a demon. But somehow, I suppose in that some un- in some right in some understanding of some liberal landscape or what have you, she was. It was a white person. She was a white person. Yeah, that's why. And because she like, was white. Right, but let's let's look at let's look at the, what, the what that's the context of it, right? So. The majority of people I found that were like, uh, what's the problem with this concept? The Roger said that was a joke. Yeah, it was such a joke. It was that, it was an absolute joke. Because here's the thing, right? All the black people I know that was looking at it was like, uh, what's the problem with the, com- the costumes? She's a demon. What's the problem with y'all? So clearly, and in the depths of it, more than not, d- this backlash probably coming from some liberal white folk or liberal people that feel like uh, this is not this is not right. That you're wearing this. This is you're wearing blackface, and that's insensitive. To, that's racially insensitive to black people. Motherfucker, how? I'm, last time I checked in the mirror, I ain't no damn demon. I ain't wearing. And I damn black. sure ain't black. I damn sure ain't black, black, black. <laughs> I ain't this black. Like nobody's black, and nobody is white. So where y'all coming from with this? So that, like, what is the understanding of like how far? Is or how disruptive is it? Well, nobody came for me when I wore white face. I was the queen of hearts. Tim right. Burton's the, the the queen of hearts from Team Burton um, movie Alice in Wonderland, and I was painted white face because right. the costume is a white face calls for a white face, right? And she's also a fictional character. But here's the thing: she's a fictional character, and demon whether that you believe you know belief systems and all that. That is another story for another day. But the end of the day, the the the, the fact that you ra- you have associated racial context to just the color black, Excuse me. to where you're thinking a, 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 some white person wearing a demon outfit means that they're being insensitive to black people. Then it's like, what is your understanding one of this of this um, the idea of blackface, cultural appropriation, racial insensitivity, and where you where your voice is really standing in that because now we got stuff like that it dilutes this whole idea mm. of fighting for racial equality and racial equity mm. in and black people being in in that equitable discussion of humanity period you know i think a lot of it you know there's another book um pedagogy of the oppressed 
wherein it says that the oppressor cannot tell what the oppressed what they need to remove the barriers of oppression. Right. The oppressed need to tell you that. <clears throat> now, that stands to reason, and I also have to come in there and interject in that space and that philosophy, is the fact that because of, of our collective maladaptive and, and misprogramming as a, as a community, as a world community, <clears throat> and also as American community, our American cultural experience as a unified body, right? Yeah. We've all been unfortunately programmed and educated, which is why this book, Lies My Teacher Told Told Me, and we're going to add that to the, the book list, Lies My Teacher Told Me, right? This is by James Lowen. And the reason being is because we have unfortunately been maladaptive. We've been programmed, miseducated. So even the oppressed, which is like I said, who started this thread? It was a man of color. His name was Tashawn, like for God's sake. You know? Um, or to be fancy, probably just Sean. Just Sean. <laughs> T is silence. silence. <laughs> blah, 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 so. blah, blah. My name is Sean. But you start. Your name is Sean. You speak My bad. We don't mean to make fun of you, brother, wherever you are. But, it's all you know, good. It's all in love. It's whatever. It's all in love. And, you know, <laughs> it's a thing. You know, it's not like diminishing. Right. But at the end of the day, anyway. it was, do you wanna, we want to unpack the, the whole conversation around this being a man of color that's, that's striking this conversation and how yes. often and now we step into these spaces to strike at this conversation if not all white people are bad but we want, but we that's, want not exactly. say, that, that's not to say you know like yeah like not all people are bad in any instance right no, right but you know it's 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 almost it's unsettling in a sense it's a programming we're the ones having to, to start that conversation and even more unsettling when when a white person steps into the space to finish that off like no no that's not true and all white people are racist whether they are overt racist or they're a part of a system that creates a racist context for everybody else right. to live in right like let them sit down and have all those seats okay all those cute niceties and all the the fact that no one is burning a cross on your porch doesn't and they're not hanging nooses well and in your house and is. at your churches <laughs> Right. doesn't mean that they're not racist. Right. You know, and oftentimes white folks are very like, you know, unintrusive, you know, their 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 presence in harm. spaces are uh, we don't mean any harm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there was actually a picture that I'm going to post in the thread after we complete um with a white person putting a diagram of like how racist are you? The question is it's, it's a diagram. Yeah, the, the, the racism scale. The, the racism scale. How racist are you? Right? And it goes from like you're a complete freaking racist. <laughs> you're subconsciously a racist. And then it goes to you're an ally yeah, and then an you're an, what's the, an accomplice. That's the, that's the final one. Which you sounds know, weird because you usually hear accomplice is, in the state of like criminality. But, you know, whatever. You know, but accomplice, guess, accomplice is almost like the cool, best place to be. Cool. Yeah. An ally is kind of like, yeah. you know, ally is kind of like moving in the right direction. Accomplice is like the, the ideal place to be. Right. Which is where Judith is. Right. I mean, and this is the thing that, you know, as white people, because we want to also understand that when you're talking to certain people, you want to talk to them in a way that they understand. And white folks have an, op uh, in my experience, they have a way of needing to categorize something, mm. right? Because they don't want to, they're not being with it in a, in a frequency level. They're being with it clinically, which is what I used to say that clinically white folks don't understand black people. Mm. They, I mean, clinically they understand black people, but anything beneath that, you got to really grab them and bring them in. And they oftentimes go kicking, screaming, hollering. They don't want to go. And oftentimes, once they are confronted with a position, when they, oh, it's a, it's a loving experience, and now things start to mesh, there's then an internal fight. 
And this is why we support one another. And this is what the sound bites is all about. So that you can support people coming through that turmoil. It's not their fault, white or black, that we have to go through this emotional, spiritual, and mental turmoil in order in order in order to get through in order to get from one place to the next place it's not necessary for them to go through this alone as a community of people we need to have support for one another yeah it's not our fault that the system those that the powers that be in the top echelon wanted to create all of this confusion and they wanted to whitewash history to suit the savage beast in us all allegedly I don't believe that all, a savage beast lives in us all. No. I believe that's a programming that we accept. I believe that harmony, humanity, balance, connection, love, support lives in us at the time that we come out the womb. I believe that the rest of that stuff is programmed. Yeah. It's all programmed. Hate, discrimination, all these different things are programmed. Like, you know, this idea, even cognitive dissonance in a sense, it's like you're literally programmed to not think about this stuff or to dismiss it and put it by the wayside. It's conditioning. Constant. It's always the case. Yeah, it's a conditioning. And I, I believe that, you know, we get to be with each other and we get to support people. Of why, you know, like the brother said, he ain't got time. He don't have the patience. So for him, <clears throat> we'll have him somewhere else doing something else <laughs> in right. a new world because he ain't got the patience for it. Maybe he'll jump into more militant, you know, militant troops of accomplices. Yeah, we might have him over there, <laughs> the, you know, the, the like, I ain't with that alliance. He'll, he'll but be we, over can, there. <laughs> we can have the sister with Judith his, with his over there doing some other things, you know, right. working with the people on the front line exactly. and like being that, you know, being that person for that man on man combat. But that's what it takes, though. It's like, it's well, all this is is really like we get to have our individual conversations, the individual meaning individual, individual communities, meaning the black community, meaning the white community, and all the communities of color in between that, you know, choosing in and out of this conversation, whatever that looks mm -hmm. like. But really, the bigger picture is how do we have this conversation in, in the. As a, as one connective thread, right? Like, it's, we, we can't be devoid of that ultimate conversation. We can't be scared of being Amen. with that. Because there's only so much that we've done to have conversations and become tight in, in one community or another community. But it's a, the bigger picture is the equitable human landscape, right? And that means, you know, the coexisting, the understanding, whether it's a breakdown, a, break, a breakthrough, whatever that looks like, we get to have it together without it being this power struggle, mm -hmm. and this feeling like well, there's a feeling that there's, that someone's gonna lose something. Someone's gonna lose something. Like How we, about someone's gonna gain? That's the, the the years and years and centuries of humanity living in a, a idea that we're a win lose society, and that we to, in order to elevate, someone has to fall. Yes. And that's that yes, doesn't. Yes, be in order to win. Someone has to be a loser. That doesn't have to be the case ever. Mm -hmm. You could very well win on one side mm -hmm. and win on the other side. Mm -hmm. Come win together and go back to your corners and do whatever you need to do. It doesn't have to be a situation where we're constantly someone is always losing because we have to step up. You know, play. it does as a woman of color. It doesn't work to have you know policemen, you know, because this is really about men of color, black men, being demonized, and the consciousness that people, without even regarding the way that they see and think. We told you guys about the experience that we had at the, the 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 panel discussion with Angela Davis and Michelle Alexander with Union Seminary hosting this experience. And it turns out that this black man was told by that white woman um, who was an usher that there were no more seats. And as I was exiting, I'm back on that. And as I was exiting the space, two white people were going up to sit down 
And a friend of ours was seated 30 minutes after we left and went to the overflow room. And she and she's a black female, right? So, you know, these cues show up in people's white people, people who have had a white cultural experience. It shows up in their consciousness. And it's important that we all drill down on these nuances. And just like people who have had a white culture experience have nuances, people who have had a black culture experience have a lot of nuances as well. And this consciousness where you want to stand up and advocate for white people, that's what I call Stockholm Syndrome. And I really want you to be with that. So if you find yourself suffering from Stockholm Syndrome, and if you don't know what it is, go look it up. It's the same syndrome what happens with women who suffer domestic violence when they start defending their abuser. And I'm not talking about man-on-man combat. I'm talking about this white woman says that a system, everything in the system, including advertisements, everything Mm, about the life that we live, media, caters to the consciousness of people who have had a white cultural experience. Environment, access, certain everything, all these different things, foods, and what have you. Yeah, everything. Scientists are in in the in the labs medications medical procedures they then needed to begin to do medical procedures that were specifically for women of color so when they start showing up talking about women of color suffer this suffer that suffer this there's there's certain things about your genetic buildup or your cultural experience but your connection certain things aren't for you therefore people who have had a white culture experience certain things about they, they even tell you that you can eat for your blood type Different blood types, right? Different DNAs. You have you're, you're prone to certain things. There's a need for there to be something that caters to you and something that caters to them. And that's not a problem. We can still be collective, but we have what we need to be fortified. You know, you're not going to feed a fish what you would feed your dog. Right. Hello. You might feed the fish too. I'm just saying, you'll feed the fish, to but the you're dog. not going to feed him. <laughs> The same thing that you would feed your right, dog. Right. So there's difference in those respects because that's what's good for you physically, mentally, spiritually, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right? I think but we, go ahead. I'm sorry to mean Jack. No, what, what you brought to mind, even with that analogy, um, in the idea of, you know, this creating, conditioning this idea around education and around um, controlling um, certain levels of subordinates, things like that. The whole, there was an image of, um, Oh, Einstein said this. Paraphrasing, mm-hmm. Ron, you wouldn't get essentially if you test a fish and a squirrel, something like that, on how to right. climb a tree. Of course, the fish is going to think it's stupid. Right. Right. So we look at the standardized mm-hmm. testing and things that just, and right. how these things are set up. <laughs> we were talking about the common core right. math, all these things that oh, are kind gosh. of put as like barriers into in the way of education, so to speak, in the way of Western education, in the way of testing intellect and all these different things. You want to look at the, how these barriers are being put, put in place, especially for places and communities of color. Yes. With like, you know, with these students and then you go maybe like Upper West Side or whatever, speaking New York wise, you know, and these more affluent communities that consists of more people having a white cultural experience. Or more segregated communities. More segregated communities, right? And charter schools, things like that, where there's a different type of education, a different Mm. type of mentality that's being put forth, and these kids are being elevated. Mm. Um, Those are things things you want to unpack on on that, even in in that, it's a subtlety, but not so subtle, 
as a way of uh, instituting control. It's and, a, and, it's the whole Bakanaskafide thing. Right. It's the classism. Right. You know, so, you know, and there's a lot to do with that whole common core and the way that we <laughs> test. I, I'm just so that disgusted by crazy. this. And I actually jumped in on a thread most recently around that as well. And there was one teacher that jumped on there. and She said, so our kids can now do three-digit mathematics, which is so amazing that their children can automatically identify um, patterns. I was like, yeah, what? that's cute and whatnot, you know, because the way they do that, this new math, it identifies the patterns. It's usually like by 10, by, by the 10, the number 10. So it's by 60, 70. Look. Like, it's a weird way that they do it, which to me is confusing and makes no sense. It already, I don't even know what you're talking about specifically, but it already <laughs> sounds confusing. Like, two plus two is four, right? No, they like, don't do it that way. It's really around. It's, 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 it's a whole roundabout thing. Like, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, even with the comic Part of like, it? How did you even get to that? Someone decided they were going to do this study, and they always try this kind of foolishness on with our kids and our communities. So first of all, what they one did was they created this new math to confuse our kids and delay our kids. Then they made it so confusing that they didn't even have a time to teach the parents so that the parents could go home and then support their kids, which is another way of creating a white supremacist society that ensures an underclass caste. See, so all of these pieces are rel relative, which is the whole premise around you know, you know, uh, Thomas Jefferson saying political history, right? Political history. But hi I'm just going to say history, period. OK, so if you have and I, I explained to this teacher in my post that if you have um, 180 seconds per question on a common on, on, a, on a state state test, state mm. um, test, right. 180 seconds is three minutes in order to complete the test. And this is something like the standardized test. The SAT tests, most any tests that you take are timed out this way. These tests are timed tests. And the only time you get more time on these tests is if you have an IEP. So if I'm spinning 20 minutes, and say I have a word problem. Say I have a word problem that requires three different formulas or functions before I can get to the answer. Since I'm going to spend the next 15 minutes on this one program with this whole new math perspective. And then I'm going to start counting sticks. So what they do, and see, that's different from having, like, say, for instance, if the timetable is nine times six, the kids with this new math will start with nine times five, which they know is 45. Then they'll start counting sticks to count up to get to nine times seven, nine times eight, or nine times six, or what have you. So they start from the two times table, five times table, and ten times table. And unfortunately, they stopped the drills. Someone said the drills were bad. No, the drills is what taught us our times, our math, our multiplication tables from 0, 1 all the way up to 12. Right. And that way, the first step in the, multi in, in the, in the word problem, if it starts with multiplication, you immediately know what 9 times 6 is. You can move on to the second part of that word problem. Exactly. Instead yep. of stuck there. With this new math and counting sticks. Counting oh, sticks. That sounds crazy. This is ridiculous. Like, like I'm literally envisioning right now my notebook and that that whole drill going down from zero to twelve, like all that. Like yes. I, I, I literally can see my notebook. Yes. As it stands in back in that was what like what third, fourth, fourth fifth fourth grade. grade. Yep. Yep. I see my notebook and how like that was. I had to go up to the school and talk to my son's math teacher in elementary school, and middle school, and ask her why aren't they doing times table drills. My son is telling me he doesn't have to memorize his timetables. I said, say why? 
Oh, the teacher said we don't have to because this is how we do it. He tries to explain this math concept. He got it. He understood it. But it still takes more than 180 seconds to work out a problem if you're taking a standardized test. It still takes longer. It's still a longer process. So while it might be cute as something like, you know, one of those entertaining facets of education, it's impractical. It's impractical. And it is another way of allowing our kids to get left behind. It's another way. And as an educator, I don't understand why they advocate for this. As an educator, a person of color, there are certain things that they teach you in tests. Like if you are testing your SAT scores, if you are testing at Kaplan, and you're taking a, uh, you went for a training for a particular test, they teach you about the cycles of questioning. They teach you, they tell you up front what their percentage is. So if you need to garner this many points, you can probably fudge yourself. You can, if you don't get something that you know immediately off the top, you can go ahead and do the deductive reasoning. They teach other children. It wasn't until I went to boarding school that I learned about deductive reasoning, the concept of deductive reasoning for statewide and standardized tests. And I have been scoring... From fourth grade on out of school, I've always scored in the top 95, top five percentile. You're talking about from fourth grade, I'm already testing in a 12th grade reading level. I'm already testing out of high school in math. So I would be considered a fort- one of the fortunate ones, right? But I am telling you that they're currently testing for city government tests that only require a 7th and 8th grade reading and math level. Mm. Entry level to college, if you test a 9 on the tape test, you're good. All you have to do is test a ninth grade level. ninth and 10th grade level entrance exam, the college, undergraduate school. Why is the barrier so low? And we're talking about we're trying to increase education in our schools. You know, and then I also flipped that and, you know, talked about you know, when we're learning this history, our kids, persons of color, black kids, they despise this cultural, this, this historical account. They despise it. They just like disgusted with it. They want to know why they need to learn about the Spanish Inquisition and the <laughs> European centered type of educational experience. They don't find no convert. What does the psychologically, they are adults that are teaching these classes. They're adults. Why wouldn't you be with what, the, what your audience needs? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you ensure that there's a, a, a roundabout educational experience for the individuals that you're teaching? You are literally teaching Western education to children of color in underserved and vulnerable communities that doesn't speak to them at all. Right. I even read something somewhere where they have a clause in the newest textbooks. Mind you, these new textbooks, their historical count goes back to the 80s. Because the kids didn't want anything, oh, anything back in 19, blah, blah, 18, blah, 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 was boring. So they just decided to chisel it all off, and they give you a historical account of the past 25 years. That's and there crazy. was one, that's freaking ridiculous. Yeah, what? They go back to Reaganomics and the Contra, uh, um, and the world began in 19. Noriega and, and the Contra, Contra Iran scandals, et cetera, et cetera. That's as far back as they're going in a war on drugs. What the hell? 
And when they talk about slavery, they said the migrant workers. Right. Really? The migrant workers. They migrant start, workers. They filled out applications and was ready to sign up. I and could build not the believe that. I'm like, and this is what you're giving children, and you wonder how come people who have had a white cultural experience have a disconnect in understanding the black cultural experience in America. You really want to understand why? This is why. Yeah. They've not been giving a full landscape of the experience that has been had. Whose fault is that? Or whose genius work? Or who? Hey, it's, it was diab- <laughs> Or whose genius work? Is it's that? diabolical. It was diabolical. <laughs> and I tell fault. people, it is diabolical. You've all been bacchanascified. You gotta read Brave New World. That's like one of my man. That thing is so entertaining. It's incredible. I was I was chewing on I was chewing on Brave New World. Mind you, this is a book that was published in 1937. Okay. Aldous Huxley. Um, Aldous Huxley. And hear this. This is way before The Matrix. But if they're into that kind of thing, yeah. You want to get at that. I mean, that's probably partly influenced for of the course. original story written by Sophia Stewart. Absolutely. Yeah, well, That might have been some you know. handle. And then recently, we also looked at a situation where Alyssa Milano had to give up that Me Too. Oh, that's another one. We have to give up Me Too. Alyssa Milano tried to rock out and say that she's a genius that created that, that hashtag in support of women. I don't know so much if she, like, tried to, like, be like, I created it. But she definitely, like, she was wanting me to kick it off in a, in a current realm. Mm-hmm. Even though this, it was started 10 years ago. I forgot the sister's name, so forgive me. Um, but it was created by a black woman. Yes. 10 years ago this whole idea of the me too concept with the me too campaign or what have you so it, it, that itself you know that's a thing too i mean shout out to her for at least letting it go like okay sorry I didn't, okay for being I bold enough it, you know but you know y'all ran with it so but, whatever okay so the fact that you know white folks don't like to experience embarrassment right that's a big deal for them right. they don't like being sat out they don't like feeling like they lost right these are things that are a part of the psychosis that I've one experienced and two that I've been at because I'm a space for the conversation. So I can be in corners and places and space and have these kind of really in-depth and authentic conversations with people who have had a white cultural experience who are willing to concede to the conversation within a space where, that I've created. Right. Not all the times are they doing this on a microphone in front of a volume of people. Right. They're not. So, yeah, they don't like to cheat. They don't like to seem like they lost. They don't like to give up the credit. Um, but, yeah, she was willing to concede to that. And we're still looking at, like, Sophia Stewart, you know, and her experience with having written granted The Matrix. Got, granted, she got her payout, but does she still get her? her I mean, they gave her a coin. They gave her, like, they get, they threw her a dime. Telling the story. Compared to what that. To what it's worth? Yeah. That franchise created. What it's worth? Yeah, absolutely. That is. woman should be set okay, to be able to support her family for the next two, three, four generations. Not only that, she should be set to be able to start her own production company and make nope. more own movies. No. Nope. Like, make a set. But see, that's not something that would... See, and this is the consciousness that if people of color are given the opportunity that they're going to create bigger and that they're going to take power. Mm. So we can only give them a little bit of something because, one, $3 million is like Wait, dry what, peanuts. That's what she got? That's what she yeah. got? $3 million, that was dry peanuts. That's incredible. You know, um, so, you know, education is very important. Education, they say education is power. No, the application of education application is power. Of, yeah, not, and yeah, then not, also, what are you... knowledge of ad- power, application thank you. of knowledge is power. And also, what are you applying? Right. 
be be smart. Be smart about that. What are what you are applying? You, what are you applying and where? How often? How consistent are you in applying it? You know, we we when I, I try to really like be with people. You know, your life is your creation, and you don't necessarily have to take the lane that was given to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you spend forty years trying to figure it out, right? You spend forty years working. For 40 hours to retire on 40% of your income. Living within the confines that was given to you. So you might as well just like rock out and do whatever you're going to do. Like and be with your life. Like be in the experience of living. Yeah. I mean and going on vacation and, and like you know going parasailing. I mean that's cute and whatnot. That's cute. Those are activities. That's not living. That's not living. That's Those are activities. And it's what? It's great. Especially if you take that opportunity to start to meet and connect with people in other spaces. Oftentimes, we go places when we travel as tourists and we be all touristy. We don't get with the locals. We don't try to understand other people's lives and livings. Mm -hmm. We go someplace as an activity. It was an activity. Right? So you want to be with your experience. You want to be with your personal elevation. We as a community of people don't have have not had a, a, a optimal experience that would help us to be to create an optimal experience for every human being on earth. We have it. So we're going to have to be the leaders in creating that for each other and for ourselves. And we're going to be having to participate in that experience. You know, people who have had a white cultural experience, yes, be with your people. Be with your people. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you know, they're knuckleheads, they're stubborn, they're willfully ignorant, and it's all good. Well, listen, at the end of the day, when they become outnumbered and everyone becomes, you know, adopts a constant state of suspicious awareness, right? When everybody adopts a constant state of suspicious awareness because we've then healed and moved past the space, right? Right. The individuals that are still on that side will be outnumbered, and they will either have to come on board or like face the face the piper around that you know face the piper around it. it's not gonna work for the collective of people to be you know okay to be with us they have to be in cahoots with everything that's going on with the creation of a society that is equitable harmonious balanced, and you know supports of all people on earth absolutely you know black folks like get with yourselves we got black folks that don't want to be black. We got black folks that don't want to be associated with. Like, it's a lot of conversations that's going on around here. A lot. Because everybody is out for what they can get for themselves. So that they can live a nice life, drive a nice car, live in a nice house. But guess what? You What are you leaving for your next generation? You're still leaving for the next generation the same cast that you came in. You might just grab, grapple yourself up off the floor a slither. Just a slither. Just a slither. And then what? And then you leave behind a world for your kids to live in, and you didn't equip them. Right. And then what's the legacy conversation? If you're even willing to step into that. No. Sometimes we just, I mean, at the end of the day, there's, there's going to be people that's wanna be, that fight for legacy. There's going to be people that you know, want to just kind of see and dip their foot in. There's going to be people that just want to skate through. And get along to get like along. Just, just as long as they're alive that's until it. they're dead. And that's and that's that. That's their experience. And the experience they had a nice experience. car. 
You know, right. they can say they got X Y Z, you know, they, and they quote unquote lived a good life, and that's you know, it's pretty. I lived it. a good life. I did a few things. I traveled. I seen a little so, few places. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, this conversation. I mean, not say end of the day because we always gonna have this conversation each week um, here on Soundbites Radio. But in the, the day, you know, the conversation is like you want to constantly be in the question of um, where do you stand in all of that? What is what is what's your stance on it? What's your position? What's your perspective on your experience? Especially with black people, like what's your experience as a black person in America, a black person in the world? Because we're clear, this stuff just doesn't happen just in America or the U.S. Rather, um, how how do we how do we move for, move away from these things and move towards something that's more um, equitable? You know what I mean? Equitable within our own communities, and ultimately, like we say, equitable the here and then equitable for the world. That's the, that's the real the the injustice o- here is an injustice everywhere. everywhere. Absolutely. Thank you, MLK, for that. Shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? So, so we're going to... Yeah, so we're going to... We we hear sound, the Soundbites Radio live. We're on WVMR, uh, WVMRadio.net. You can always check the podcast playback if you missed our broadcast you know, live and direct today. You can always follow us on Soundbites International on Facebook. Um, you can now also click that follow button on Instagram. Soundbites Instagram. Radio. You're on Instagram. Eh? Charlie, huh? um, why? <laughs> Instagram. We're on, we on Soundbites Radio on Instagram. We just got that popping this morning, so you know, yes, indeed. We're all the way live officially. We just went live on there too. You can always check that broadcast. Um, so you know, a few things before we wrap up and get into uh, Sister DJ Zero Ray, who's gonna spin some tunes for us I to rock shade. out the rest of the, the show. Um, shout tunes. out, boom boom, she in the building, boom boom, you don't know. Listen, hey, turn it, show the show the people them. Should we in here? Hey, we up in here. Peace, peace. And you don't know. You don't know. Okay, now turn so you can see a little bit more of you. Boom. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, right, You're going to lean in. Okay. Um, lean back. Soundbites Radio, uh, each week, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Yes. WVMR. Our effing station. Shout out to Ash Rocker, who's in the building with us, rocking with us. What's you know, up, my brother? Support. Um, love, love. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a few things. Again, indie artists. We support our independent artists, whether you're black, Spanish, white, wherever you associate, whatever you do, rock, you know, R&B, hip-hop, doesn't matter. Poetry, but come through with the poetry. Whole idea, poetry, absolutely. I'm a poet, you know, I'm a poet at idea, heart, poetry. The whole, the whole idea is raising the vibration, raising the consciousness, and raising the, the good vibes, you know Must what I mean? Must be an audio file, though. So, yeah, so bring, send us your music. Um, follow the Soundbites Radio Instagram page. We got a post up so you can Few reference rules. that. Few rules, right? I'm, I'm gonna get into oh, it. Yerp, yerp. Yo, yo, My bad. Um, I see it's rocking. Yeah. Up. So n f- n word free music. Meaning, if you don't know what the n word is by now, go look it up. Um, <laughs> we ain't we ain't, we ain't about that in this space, right? We, like I said, we're about raising the elevation and vibrations. You know what I mean? Like you know, we have a conversations on on the off put, but here in this space. When we rock the music and we're free music and we're free poetry, um, all the good vibes up in here. So send that. You send your MP3 files through to this is soundbites uh, at gmail.com. If you want to be featured as a guest on our show, um, send us your bio, a pick or two, high resolution pick um, to this is soundbites at gmail.com for consideration to be on one of our upcoming broadcasts 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Saturday here on WVMR. Ashe. Um, anything else? So we got Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you always for tuning in. Thank you, in. everyone, for tuning and in. we're going to shift it over to DJ Zilla Ray. DJ Zilla Ray is going to rock really out quickly. the remainder of the time. 
Um, and then we wrap up. Yeah. One love to y'all. WBMR Soundbites Radio. I'm here. Yes. Here. Got Nefari, aka Path P, rocking with Miss Nefari Tumati Ra. Yes. And may the divine week. and ancestors keep you and protect you in strength, love, and protection. And may they increase you abundance and light your path and guide you. Namaste from my heart to yours. Peace and blessings. DJ Zelo Ray. Woo! But we're still going to be on the live feed. Check out. One love. Thank you, Hazir and Nefera, for having me. I'm DJ CeeLo Ray. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Snapchat, all at, at X-I-L-O-R-E-Y.